Welcome to Not A UX Designer, a podcast about building better user experiences. We talk about product design and design career topics. We speak with the designers around the world and share knowledge and insights that help you kickstart or take your design career to the next level. I'm your host, Firma Henry. Now, it's been WWDC week. We all know that super pumped about it this is apple's worldwide developer conference uh and um yeah this has been long anticipated we've been looking out for it it's something that uh has been super pumped about it in this episode we'll discuss the expectations disappointments and what actually came out of the day one keynote announcement from wwdc 2021 well at least some of the things that we really enjoyed rather than everything there has been a lot of coverage around this specific wwdc i think more than any other year and mainly because of all the expectations and the build-up that has been happening up until this time but before we jump into today's show if you're getting into ux design or are interested in getting more content on product design design career insights and connect with like-minded people check out our website dobetterux.com to stay up to date with our online events our design community and courses in ux design and product design i'm looking forward to interacting with you on our social media channels whether it's on twitter or on linkedin or on instagram now let's jump into today's discussion and check out what actually happened in wwdc 2021 dub dub 2021 super interesting dub dub super stuff that has been happening so we're gonna go in into two sort of like four parts of uh, today's show we're going to talk about the build-up and the rumors the disappointment what we expected to come out of every dub dub uh, and what we actually saw and some of the highlights of the things that we actually enjoyed coming out of dub dub right so <clears throat> starting off with the build-up and the rumors there was a lot of almost confirmed cases in you know a lot of the scenarios uh all these um mac rumor people talking about you know um how you know the new m1x we're gonna see all this new hardware now wwdc is a developer conference after all uh we have seen hardware come out in previous years uh but it's not sort of like a regular thing that we expect to see coming out of wwdc every you know sort of like year it's really a developer conference so expecting to see software updates but there has been so much so much so much rumors around um you know hardware and build up around you know all of this hardware uh that was uh being expected to come out so there was talk about the m1x or the m2 the new um um generation to the m1 chip that we saw last year with uh you know the mac mini uh and uh the the macbook air and the macbook pro uh people were really really looking you know um out for the m1 macbook 
Pro 16 inch. I know some personal people were really waiting for it to come out and were a little bit disappointed that it didn't come out in this uh, dub dub. Uh, and the 27 inch as well, the M1 version of the 27 inch uh, iMac. Uh, we saw the M1, um, is it the 21 inch? Uh, I don't know, the smaller iMac, I'm not sure what inch version it is now um but people were expecting to see the imac uh the mac pro rather uh you know um in the m1 version as well as the 27 inch uh imac in uh, in the in the in the m1 version uh as well as um something that i was personally waiting for excited about even considered waiting on getting the uh m1 mac mini uh to see what the new m1 x uh you know the renders were really cool there was this you know render floating on the internet about this um really cool thinner mac mini with the new mm, mag safe type of connector uh that we've seen on the new iMac uh with a thinner redesign uh than the than the older uh sort of like you know body that we've seen for almost 10 years now on the Mac mini so it was really exciting build up you know getting into uh this latest uh dub dub but we didn't really see any of that you know coming out and that was most of the disappointment um and egg on 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 a lot of the reviewers and the leak people's faces uh a lot of them even had you know words like confirmed you know this is coming etc etc uh and none of that really came out at least out of day one i don't think they're gonna come out you know if they were not in the keynote in day one i don't think they're gonna come out in the next upcoming uh days i think the next upcoming days are really gonna be developer focused uh sessions uh we we know that there's gonna be about 200 um sessions where you know there's gonna be more in-depth details around some of the features that we saw coming out um you know apis and things like that really developer stuff that they can use to enhance um their software getting in into the new um mac and you know ios ipad os and mac os um um that we've we've also seen come out of uh, this dub dub so that was the main build-up and the main disappointment um, when we are talking about um, WWDC 2021 but this was not disappointment from Apple side rather just from you know having expectations from all the leaks and the rumors that we've been seeing there was however disappointment from Apple side if I were to judge it personally dub dub 2021 really felt a lot of dry you know we've seen a lot of the features of course as we know apple usually has the trend of doing things after other platforms like androids have implemented certain things like widgets etc etc on you know android 
we're starting to see some of those things in iOS and iPadOS. Uh, but it was really dry. Most of the things that we saw is nothing new. It's features that are really being integrated into iPadOS, macOS, um, well, really across you know all the operating systems since you know there's a little bit more of uniformity across all the all the you know mac operating systems now uh since big sur um and with the m1 processor uh, with Apple's own silicon, they are able to sort of, you know, optimize um, across the board. So, for example, right now you can install iPad and iPhone apps on your iMac that is running, you know, the M1 processor on it. Um, but anyway, that was the main buildup and the disappointment that we saw. What we expected that came out was, of course, iOS 15. I think it's iPad OS 15, um, as well as um, a new Mac operating system, which was Mac OS Monterey. Now, I'm not going to get into the details of some of the features that we saw in here, but uh, there are really some cool features. If you really want to check out some of those things, uh, I think it's better content for more of video content so that we can demonstrate some of the things uh, as we go through the interface. So if you want to geek out with us uh over on our youtube channel check out do better ux on our uh that's our youtube channel you can over the next couple of weeks we will be rolling out maybe you know live events you know checking out some of the early well maybe not over the next couple of weeks actually when we start getting access to the software we'll start you know um making some first impressions reaction videos uh, around them and just testing them out seeing how everything works out etc etc so we're not really going to get into the detail of some of those things but there are some really exciting things that came out uh, out of the software that we just wanted to highlight and speak about in this podcast so the first thing that i was personally really excited about and i was like okay now this is a big market that apple is gunning for and shooting for is facetime becoming basically your zoom now first time has been always exclusively for um, iOS and Apple products I mean you can access it on your iMac and you know your iPad but for the first time now we're starting to see it being extended to you know as a link and something that can run in your browser without installing any extra software really being targeted to Android and Windows users uh, to have more of online conferencing and we've seen a lot of you know emphasis emphasis on sort of like a focus on remote uh tools within um facetime itself around how they've started to apply uh computational audio processing and optimization around you know voice uh, optimization and noise cancellation and things like that as well as screen sharing um, and content sharing etc etc so we're starting to see a way more beefed out facetime and really gunning for that market where zoom has become so um 
uh, famous, but I think also because of the pandemic that we have been in and sort of like the shift of how the world is working basically these days, I think it really made sense for Apple to extend FaceTime as a global way of people communicating across devices and not only being locked within uh, Apple uh, devices. You know, this excludes a lot of people, you know, um, if you're just doing this on, on Mac, but uh, opening first time uh, to the browser really includes other people across platforms, which you know um helps push facetime as a product that people would use for for their generic um video calling and we've seen um in this keynote you know a lot lot of features uh, that have been added to facetime i'm not sure if they will work across devices like the screen sharing stuff uh, i'm sure the computational audio will probably work from the ios end i'm not sure if it will work from the other receiving end uh, and to see this without any subscription at all added onto it i think it's actually a very awesome uh, extra extension uh, and a good you know strategic move from apple side to address a certain thing in a market uh, that has changed and shifted um, because of how human beings have you know come to communicate and leave and you know just interact on a day-to-day -day basis so that is really cool seeing facetime becoming more of you know a zoom uh, more of a general video calling software and not just you know locked in into the apple environment and only dedicated for you know reserved for apple users only so that was the first thing that we're very excited for of course with all the other um exciting stuff you know focused on the remote tools that have been really plugged in into facetime uh the you know audio optimization computational audio processing as well as sharing content extremes etc etc we see this uh being a fully fledged you know uh video sharing software that you can do what you can do with zoom basically um, the next thing that we saw is something that we've seen from google from google lens uh, over the years uh, but it being integrated into the ios um, environment is something that um, well not really just the ios i'm sure it will be across ipad os and mac os as well uh, it's something that i think personally is cool so if you were good using google lens etc you'll have to like import the photo into google lens to for it to do image uh, recognition on it but with live text it's almost integrated within your uh, photos app and the biggest thing for me is that everything is searchable so you can actually search for the different content within your photos without you know necessarily going through the photos themselves uh, which is a really powerful feature if you're using something like spotlight to look for a certain image that you know that you know um there's a certain word in there or whatever it is uh, so live text is super cool in the sense that it's integrated now into the um 
Mac OS and iOS, iPad OS environment um, into the Apple or, uh, operating system environment. Um, this is really exciting because uh, now you are able to unlock more things. I'm not sure if they unpacked a little bit more details in the in the upcoming uh, developer um talks that they're having throughout the week around you know apis or how developers can use some of this um image recognition uh live text recognition um in their own apps and hooking into that via apis etc etc so that is super exciting to see being embedded into the apple operating system uh as a native feature um and I think the next one also would be really cool to see once it's been re rolled out. Would like to have a demo of that and talk through the user interface. And that is the new Safari UI, especially for mobile. I think mobile UIs, especially for browsers over the years, have become really clunky and complicated, especially with the navigation um you know with the different screens if you're using um you know the later ios devices that don't have a home button versus the ones that have the navigation has become really you know sort of like complicated and different and i'm excited to see what is going to come out out of the new safari ui because it looks super interesting it looks like something that um that has been well thought out and there are some new features around how we can actually navigate and browse tabs in a new way that we haven't really seen in android or other platforms um you know sort of like uh custom browsers not native ones that you would find you know in your in your ios or your android devices i'm not sure i haven't tested out all the browsers in the world um but i'm I, I i know that there are some really powerful browsers that are out there but i'm really super excited to see um what the new safari ui looks like and behaves like and how it really feels like navigating uh and controlling things uh on ipad os as well as on um I ios uh especially on those smaller devices where tabs are a little bit harder to manage and to maneuver and move around so new safari ui super excited to see that when it comes out and play around with it again we'll be geeking out on it on our youtube channel do better ux you can check it out on youtube just search it uh subscribe to it so that you don't miss out some of the things that we are doing uh so definitely we will be reviewing all this ui related stuff when we get access to the mac os ipad os and the ios 15 versions of uh, of the new software from from apple now moving on swiftly we saved this last one uh because for me this is something that i have recently invested um a whole mouse in a whole device um and that is to be able to share um that's that's universal control so there was this cool uh, universal control demo that we saw um, Craig from Apple showing us uh, where he lined up, you know, the iPad and the and the and the MacBook 
and the and the iMac next to each other and he was using the trackpad and the and the and the keyboard on the on the on the MacBook to sort of like drag um, content and controls between the three devices and and Apple calls this universal control now we've seen it being done by third-party apps uh, across different um, different operating systems even uh, but it's really exciting to see this being baked in into um, into Apple's uh, own operating system uh, now there is sidecar but this is way more powerful than sidecar because you're not really just extending your screen uh, with you know onto the ipad you're actually using the ipad as a different tool uh, which sort of you know speaks to some of the concerns that people have around an ipad being a laptop and a computer and wanting to have uh, mac os on ipad i really don't think that it's a great thing to have mac os on ipad because ipad os has been really been optimized for the ipad um for the apple pencil and uh for touch right and i think it should really be optimized and specialized in that way as a device that has got uh, a screen that you can uh, interact with uh, and type on and touch and all of that good stuff right uh, and then now that you can you know literally just drag the work that you're doing there uh, onto your macbook or onto your ipad uh, onto your iMac or your Mac Mini or whatever you know other Apple computer that you're using I think that's super powerful and I think that's super exciting to see that coming out of there that you can you know sketch something on your iPad and you don't have to you know use iCloud or anything literally bring it into a different software on your iMac and continue working on it um, I'm excited to see if there are again any APIs around universal control around how you know um, platforms like Adobe can use this when it comes to you know pulling things from Illustrator across in into you know maybe a video editing software like Adobe Premiere Pro or After Effects uh, or even out of Adobe into other software um, I think that would come native out of the Mac version but until we see it and test it and see how it really works uh, I'm super excited to see how that works as well so having said that this brings us to the end of our conversation of the first day keynote of wwdc 2021 dubbed up 2021 uh was um was yeah a little bit of a dry one uh a little bit of an interesting one as well i'm super excited to see what's going to come out of this week uh, and uh, maybe we'll do another report uh, podcast later on uh, in the week or maybe next week uh, just to cover some of the detailed stuff that came out uh, some of the questions that I might have um, you know around APIs around some of these features that I'm speaking about right now and again this is not everything that came out of it these are like just you know the top five things that we wanted to discuss in this episode uh, things that we wanted to highlight understand that there has been a lot and lot of coverage out there uh, around this specific event there's been a lot of build up on it and there's you know just 
tons of coverage already uh, and this is our version from a little bit of a UXC perspective a little bit of a Apple fanboy perspective now um, closing off thank you so much for listening to this episode of not a UX designer now if you enjoyed this episode please do consider subscribing to the podcast wherever you're listening it, it uh, to it from uh, so that you don't miss out any new episodes that will be coming out with. Feel free to share this with someone or a community that you are in if you feel that they may benefit or enjoy this episode. And if you are interested in more content like this, join our community Check out our website, dobetterux.com, for live online events, more content like this, and courses in UX design and product design. Until the next one, I'm your host, Farima Henry.